Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on What's on TV, TV Times and TV and Satellite Week magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 28th of April 2023, including Richard Madden as a secret agent recalled to duty in the action-packed spy drama Citadel on Amazon Prime, and Disney's new feature-length version of the Peter Pan story starring Alexander Maloney and Jude Law. And we'll also be checking out on Paramount Plus the movie spin-off Fatal Attraction and venturing back inside number nine with Reese Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton on BBC Two and BBC iPlayer. But first, Ian, what is in the news? In the upcoming Disney Plus Star Wars spin-off, Ahsoka, is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Yes, another Star Wars spin-off. David Tennant will reprise his role as the droid Professor Huang who he voiced in uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars. What else is in the news, Hannah? Samuel L. Jackson will star in Netflix drama The Piano Lesson, based on August Wilson's play about the lives of family in Pittsburgh during the Great Depression. A varied lineup this week. Some good stuff, I would say. We're going to start on Amazon Prime Video with a new series arriving on Friday. It's called Citadel. And here's a clip. Tell me you've never felt like you should be somewhere else. Doing something else. Tell me you've never seen my face before. I was in a train. There was an explosion. I couldn't remember anything except you. So this stars Mr. Richard Madden, who I suppose we first became really aware of him when he was in Bodyguard, the BBC thriller with Keely Hawes. Anyway, apparently he's one of the many people frequently touted to be the next James Bond. And uh, as far as audition pieces go, this one's pretty good. We start off, we're on a sort of high-speed train. Priyanka Chopra Jones uh, plays Nadia and Richard Madden plays Mason. And they are both spies and they meet on this train. It's a bit of a banter, romantic banter in various different languages. And I thought, oh no, it's going to be one of these sexy spy thrillers where people deliver this sort of quippy dialogue well that didn't last long because it then goes into this incredible action set piece this massive fight scene on board the train which has an explosive finale and the choreography of the action is is quite remarkable but as you know Hannah one of my pet hates fights that keep going on and on (laughs) when people should be unconscious but it's really well done it's kind of up there with remember that Gangs of London series which was noted for its incredible fight scenes it's very very good and they've obviously spent well it's actually the second most expensive tv series ever made and you will see all that on screen it looks incredible the setup is that after this initial scene they go their separate ways and they start new lives because they can't remember anything about their lives as spies for this organization called citadel who are up against an evil organization called manticore which i suppose is a bit like specter in james bond isn't it however they are called back into action and this is a great attraction of this series the wonderful stanley tucci plays their former colleague 
Bernard Orlick, and he's a sort of tech genius. And he he is terrific in this. It's a great role, and he really makes the best of it. He gets some superb dialogue. <laughs> and yeah, I and so we're going to go forward. They're going to work together again, and obviously they've had a relationship before, but now, well, certainly Madden's character has uh, got a whole new family. He's got a wife and daughter. He's living in Oregon. So they've got to negotiate that. They've got to um, take on Manticore because I think, yeah, they've got to recover some whatever. It is. There's always a MacGuffin in Bond, isn't there? There's something that someone's got to get their hands on or something really bad's going to happen. Although I started watching it thinking, oh, this is all very familiar and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was great. And, I mean, the action pieces are quite remarkable. And, um, yeah, it's going to be coming back for a second season, we've heard already. So, yeah, I think I think if you like action and you like espionage, you're going to love this. What did you think, Hannah? It's pretty action-packed, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that is one thing, that is one box ticked, I would say, in a big way. Um, I completely agree with you, though. I, I, it sort of irritates me when people should be laid out on the floor and, and they're not, and that certainly does happen a bit here. I, what I would say about this, it does jump sort of, you know, back and forth, if you like, and um, reading kind of some of the interviews from, from the actors in it, they sort of found that too, in terms of kind of it being a bit of a jigsaw puzzle and working out what happened, because as you say, they you know, their memory has been wiped, so they don't know, and then sort of re-connecting um, with people from the past who have now moved on and like you say the two main characters have had a relationship previously so it feels like although it's action-packed and feels kind of maybe more male-centric I don't know I don't know that it is because actually it brings a whole different part to this in terms of emotions there's lots of complexities in this you learn lots about the people and so there's lots to sort of hang on to so although as you say it's kind of oh here we go again Actually, I don't know that it is. I think it does offer something a bit new. It's the bank holiday weekend, Hannah. So everyone loves a good family movie, don't they, over the bank holiday? And we have one for you on Disney Plus, also available from Friday. It's called Peter Pan and Wendy. And here's a clip. Gotcha! She was flying. A little bug did it. I don't think that's a bug. She is a fairy. Are you Peter Pan? Were you expecting someone else? Well, my children will be delighted because they absolutely love Peter Pan and Wendy. And you know what? It's funny because um, every time I think Disney Plus are going to remake something or redo something, um, I wonder what the next one will be and how they come to choose it. And actually, the the original one hasn't aged or dated as much as you think it might have done. They still watch it. They still watch it regularly, my kids. So um, it was interesting to see that this is, you know, not made a comeback, but being completely remade. Um, we've got Jude Law in it, um, who who actually is Captain Hook. Uh, looks really, really different. And um, there's lots of diversity in this. It feels like this has been modernised in all the right ways and everything that it should be without being sort of, really obvious about what it's doing in my opinion it is what it says on the tin if you know the peter pan and wendy story then you'll know this it doesn't really um go off the page it it sticks with the story and um it's it's just it's just a really lovely um family film to watch and and as i say it, 
I don't think, and I always, always worry with these things, that when there's a remake, it won't be so good, they'll miss things, it'll be a bit woke, uh, for want of a better word. It's not. I, I think it delivers on on absolutely every single level. And because animation has got so much better, um, you can see, you know, the, the stuff with Tinkerbell, the fairy, is so much more believable and um, so much more brilliant. So, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this. Ian? I wasn't particularly expecting to, to get into it because, you know, I feel like I know Peter Pan pretty well and I've seen it enough times but I was transported to Neverland um, and I think you're right I think it really was elements of it were very faithful to the original but they've also updated it but in a good way and and as you say the animation or the CGI uh, makes the flying sequences and, and they do some incredible things with the pirate ship and you've got the big crocodile it's it's all done very well Alexander Maloney is fine as Peter. I think Eva Anderson, or is it Eva Anderson as Wendy? She's terrific. And and it is, you know, the story is all about growing up or not wanting to grow up and not wanting to sort of... She, she's having to leave home, which she doesn't want to do. Um, and then that theme is revisited, of course, with, with Peter and the Lost Boys and, and all these characters. So... I thought Jude Law was excellent as Captain Hook. He was superb, yeah. I must say, because it's easy to really ham up that role and just, just to go full pantomime. But it's quite nuanced. I mean, he's very funny, for one thing. Uh, he can be scary. But there's also a lot of pathos uh, to the role as well. And it goes into... I didn't really remember this element. It goes into the backstory of Captain Hook, um, which I didn't remember at all. Uh, yeah, and they do some amazing stuff with the ship. Uh, and, yeah, the, there's a really satisfying conclusion as well. So there's just so many great ideas in the original story, aren't there? Which, starting off with Peter coming into the bedroom because he's trying to catch his shadow. You know, it's great stuff, isn't it? So, yeah, I, unexpectedly, I, I thought it was a, a real delight. And, and it's going to be one for the whole family. What's interesting about this one, though, is that, you, like you say, it's kind of the original story, but that's what they, they have stuck to. And they have kind of gone back into his past. But there's been lots of um, spin-offs of this as well. You know, the the, the, the Lost Brothers, the, the Lost Boys, sorry, the child, knowing more about the children. You know, we seem to have watched every single one of those spin-offs in this, in this home. Um, so I, I think it's uh, quite incredible to make something uh, that's so old, if you like, so good once again. Over on BBC Two and BBC iPlayer, it's, would you believe it, an eighth series of the comedy Inside Number Nine. And here's a clip. What's the matter? I'm a little bit nervous and a little bit trepidatious, if truth be told. Hi. What do you want? You are obsessed. Absolutely insane. <laughs> Do either of you like thrillers? Not really. So we don't get many anthology series in these modern times, do we, Hannah? There used to be a, a thing, kind of the, the horror anthology, things like The Twilight Zone. we got Black Mirror, I guess. But Reese Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton, uh, two members of the League of Gentlemen, are big fans of that genre. And that is why, well, one of the reasons why, they came up with uh, Inside Number 9, each is a standalone story set 
in somewhere that is connected to the number nine. And there's nothing really like it anywhere else on TV, I would say. And, and they're so... I don't know if they're just given carte blanche, but if you've not watched it before, you've probably caught the odd episode. There have been some brilliant ones. Um, just to pick a few out, there's a terrific one starring Sheridan Smith looking back over various Christmases. There's one that has no dialogue at all that's set sort of during the robbery of a, a house. There's a really very funny one set on board a sleeper carriage of a train with Jack Whitehall. They're just so varied and so clever. Uh, they're a great writing and performing team. Now, I'm not going to tell you too much about episode one because the joy of this is seeing how it unfolds and there's usually a twist in the tale. And so, but this has got a couple of great guest stars. They always get fantastic guest performers in this series. So you've got Phil Daniels way back, of course, he as a young lad. He was in Quadrophenia, wasn't he? And Anita Dobson from EastEnders. And the setup is that Reese and Steve play two brothers who are breaking into their late mother's house. I won't tell you why, but they are disturbed by the new owners, Reggie and Francis. Reggie's a gangster uh, who arrive home unexpectedly from their holiday and yeah things play out in a very interesting way i i will flag up that it's a, a little bit gory not in for the sake of it but there, there is a there is a slightly gory scene just to warn you but reliably high standard in in this great series uh let's hope it continues for another eight series um are you a fan of this kind of thing hannah i i'm struck i struggle i, I had i think like you said, I'd sort of watched the old episode here and there, so it's not something I've kind of stuck with. And perhaps that's where I've gone wrong. It is a bit gory. I kind of, I didn't really know what I was getting initially, um, and I found that a bit a bit weird. But you know, Anita Dobson is is brilliant. Um, let's be honest, um, and she's she's coming to our screens on Doctor Who, I think, as well. She's got a part in Doctor Who, which is amazing. Um, so. No, I, I. Do you know what? I, I can see why people like it, but for me, I it didn't add. A, I don't feel like I could. I want to go and watch it again. Although I think probably if I did keep watching them, perhaps I'd get into the psyche of what they're trying to do. But yeah, this was a bit gory and did it didn't hold my attention like Peter Pan, shall we say? Now we've had our big bank holiday movie offering arriving on Bank Holiday Monday on Paramount Plus. Been looking forward to this. It's a spin-off from the classic film Fatal Attraction. And here's a clip. If you tell someone to stop calling you in the 20th time you pick up, what you've taught them is that 20 calls is what it takes. I have to tell you something, Beth. I chose to lose control. I think this is probably it for us. I'm not going to be ignored. Yes, so this is not a film. This is an eight-part series, which um, I really have to say I enjoyed. And again, I go back to what I always say, when you have a remake, when you do something again, you always worry that it won't be quite as good. And The Fatal Attraction, which had uh, Michael Douglas in originally playing Dan Gallagher um, in 1987, I was just a small child myself. Um, It was... It was a huge 
hit, although it sort of later came under fire for the way they portrayed um, Alex Forrest, um, this this publisher who Michael Douglas, who Dan Gallagher had, had the affair with, who was played by Glenn Close. And this time round, it's just very different. Again, I go back to what I was saying before. It's just modernized the whole thing and again it doesn't feel like modernization for modernization's sake it feels right so you know we know the the basic um storyline i'm sure it's where the original term bunny boiler came from because of course you know there is this fatal attraction between two people but originally um alex forrest who i say was played by um glenn close um and is now played by lizzie kaplan you get to see her character before it was very much he was the victim he was the one that she had sort of got her hands and you know her nails into and wasn't letting go and was just awful and that confrontation in the house in front of the wife and you know all those horrors and this time around you sort of see a bit more he's a little bit more culpable too and i think that you know that can't be a bad thing. So it's not just sort of returning the old story. It's just, um, it, of course, it, it sticks to the narrative, but it just gives you a little bit more of a insight into um, the two of them and, and not putting all the blame at the at the woman's door, which is, of course, what happened first time round, pretty much. So I, I think it this really captivated me. I thought it was really, really brilliant. Um, I haven't watched every single episode um, but from what I've seen so far, I'm hooked. Um, and I, I def- it's definitely one to watch. What did you think, Ian? Yeah, I thought it was very good. And like you, I was I did think, oh, I hope they're not going to mess it up. But they've done a brilliant job, I must say. Joshua Jackson as Dan. He's a, he's a DA and he's hoping to be promoted to become a judge and he's just a super confident guy he seems to have the perfect life he's got a wife and a child and everyone knows and loves and respects him he's got a bit a little bit of a jeff daniels vibe going on i felt but anyway he's really good in this role it's cleverly framed because we start with his character at a parole hearing, he's been in prison for a long time for killing Alex Forrest. And then it's going to flash back to when they very first met. They kind of meet in the courtroom for the first time uh, working together. And there's some really there's some great scenes. There's one particularly good scene that references back to the original movie. They're in a lift together. And you remember that scene in the lift where Glenn Close's character lived, that rather sexy scene. Well, they're in a lift together at work and she's sort of saying, well, what would happen if I pressed the stop button? And he's he's had too much to drink and, and the tension is palpable. It's really well done. So his life starts to slightly unravel because he doesn't get the promotion he wanted. Then he's involved in a car accident and something just seems to change. And there's clearly this this spark between them and we're going to see how that plays out but interestingly he's trying to reconnect with his daughter when he comes out of prison and he says to her in episode one i didn't kill i didn't kill alex so they've added that that little bit of mystery as well as to what what happened at the end of their relationship so yeah it's really well done i gotta say thoroughly enjoyable um pleasantly surprised now we've got to that time hannah where we find out what you've been binge watching 
over the past seven days? Well, it's been a busy week, but not too busy for I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which is set in South Africa and we spoke about uh, last week. I'm not enjoying it as much as I want to be, but there we go. It's just a bit different and I'm not sure that the non-live aspect works. How about you, Ian? Fair enough. (laughs) Well, uh, on Channel 4 and All 4, I caught the latest show from Darren Brown. It's called Showman and uh, recorded in a theatre and, as ever, utterly mystified by the incredible things he does. And then for this show, it's kind of the theme was his father died during the pandemic, so he'd kind of made that the theme of the show, kind of connections and relationships and memories. Um, yeah, very, very good, worth worth checking out. Now, we've just got time to look forward to next week's offerings. We've got some good stuff coming up next week. So uh, what are we going to be talking about, Hannah? Well, I'm thoroughly looking forward to this. Um, Netflix's stunning Bridgerton prequel, Queen Charlotte, reveals how Charlotte and King George first found love. And a community of survivors is forced to live deep below ground in the powerful dystopian sci-fi thriller Silo on Apple TV+. So we look forward to those and much more. But in the meantime... Watching. Watching. 